do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately Weekly Podcast dedicated to all of you truly amazing human beings that follow, uh, as I always call you guys, the outliers, the anti-status quo, creators, hustlers, entrepreneurs, passion-driven people who just want to do, they want to play outside the lines, all of you guys do, and you're probably often misunderstood, looked at as weird or crazy. I love you. We get you. My guests get you. None of us have taken any traditional paths, and even if we tried, it probably didn't work. That's why we're here, and that's why we're having these conversations. And uh, I just, I really appreciate you guys. You know, we're over, well over 400 episodes already. Um, and the love that continues to pour out, um, you know, it's been a little bit light of a month in October. We'll get into that probably here in a little bit as to why, but for the most part, things are good over here. Uh, a lot of new listeners. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for the constant feedback. Seriously. Um, and since you're newer here, please thank you. Let me thank you. I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to meet you guys. We're very much a community over here. Um, you know, and I love the feedback and as you guys know, well, some of the newer may not know, but like I answer every single DM text, reply, response all the time. Uh, it started on the HDF magazine account and it's been on my Matt Gottesman guy. You guys can reach out to me there on Insta, you know, or any of the other brands, but really that's, you know, just get in touch with me there if you guys have any questions and, um, you know, listen, just really appreciate you guys being here, um, as my day one audience will tell you we do not glamorize or glorify success on here or end results or anything like that. We have very real conversations about real things that are happening in real time. Um, you know, life is a journey. There is, I always say success is a very arbitrary word. Who am I to define that for you? That has to be done by you. And who is it that society should even at all remotely define that for you? It's not numbers. It's not titles. It's not you know, uh, these metrics, it's all about your relationship with yourself and what you want to be doing in this world and how you want to show up as your best self. Right. So we have a lot of conversations about what's happening in real time with great people around the world that are building their brands, their businesses, their lives, and they're doing really great things. And today is no different. I have a really great individual on all the way from the UK, Tim Gray. He is, he's the UK's leading biohacker and the founder of the health optimization summit. And uh, I've been following Tim for probably half a year now. I came across his stuff and we started following each other. And, you know, you kind of start to, on Instagram, you start to see like a lot of the, the mutual people over time and everybody's sharing everybody's info. And, you know, uh, and I just, uh, I, I knew I wanted to have him on the show. Um, you know, he's a psychology specialist, a serial entrepreneur, a successful businessman. Um, and he founded and invested in multiple seven-figure businesses, including uh, several digital marketing agencies and London's first private uh, hyperbaric oxygen clinic. Uh, you know, I, I'm learning about his side, but I can geek out with him on the business and the digital. You guys know I've been digital for 20 years. So <laughs> so it's it's cool that, like, uh, you know, I, I we can go in so many different directions. Um, he's, you know, after years of spending, um, he was doing a lot of self-healing on his body from chronic health conditions through biohacking alone. Um, he embarked on a mission to educate and empower the masses and as such, he created the health optimization summit, Europe's largest health conference, which aims to provide people with the knowledge, tools, and resources to take their own health and performance to the next level. 
And the summit is a world first uh, collaboration between the U.S. based health titans, you know, Bulletproof Biohacking Conference and Paleo FX. Uh, showcase the best speakers from the health, biohacking, fitness, and longevity, nutrition, and function, and preventative medicine spaces. Uh, he's also the man behind the Biohacker London Meetup Group and growing global community, which laid the foundation in the UK for the summit's success. Guys, we are probably going to challenge you today <laughs> on concepts that deal with your health, your mindset, your spirituality, business, all of these different things, because they're all affected by your health choices, by your choices in general uh, that you make, um, you know, whether they're happening from um, how you're leading your life to how you are uh, um, respecting your body and, you know, how you are approaching health overall, whether that be mental, spiritual, emotional, right? And that always is going to lead into your financial and your business as well. Um, you know, so we're going to probably tackle quite a bit in the next hour. <laughs> but Tim, I really appreciate you being here, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. You know, the first question is the only one that's ever the same. The rest is a complete riff. How do we get here? Um, and you can go as far back as you want, but I want I want people to hear you know your journey um, to what you're doing now, but like where it started and where you know you can pick any entry point you want. But there's clearly a point where you're like, I got to figure out a few things, and I want to do it on my terms. You can go back as far as you want, but pick an entry point. We'd love to hear, it, and then how we got all the way to here. Um, <laughs> which place to start? Um, I guess since I was about 23, mm -hmm. I've been one driven motherfucker, I would say. Um, as soon as I guess the internet started getting busy, um, I was selling crap on eBay and scaled it to, you know, about 5 million a year um, in a couple of years, actually. So I, I started my mid twenties, pretty successful, um, figured I had to cool stuff out and, um, end up being the number two in the UK in hair and beauty industry of all, all things, just because that was the category I fell into. Um, but I learned a lot of psychology along the way and applied it to my website and, you know, increased the revenue massively as a result. So the psychology and the marketing fit together quite well. And when I exited that back in like 2008, I decided to start a little uh, digital agency, psychology-based conversion optimization, and um, applying all the stuff that I'd run on my own companies, basically. And uh, that got quite big, and I did several M&A along the way. And um, and then it got to one point where I started just getting ill, and I started bloating, and all sorts of things started going wrong. And I mean, I'd been, now I know, I was chronically stressed for a very long time. I'd been waking up at eight o'clock. I've been getting into the office for nine o'clock. I've been working through till 10 or 11 o'clock at night with hardly eating or drinking anything. And then jumping into bed, you know, half an hour after I've eaten, um, probably watch Netflix or whatever the equivalent was downloaded from BitTorrent at the time. Um, and, um, and then sleep at like two o'clock and then wash, rinse and repeat six days a week and then get wasted on a Saturday night. Absolutely. You know, I always said that getting drunk on a Saturday night was my release for the week. But really, uh, I was like, I was pushing myself more and more and more and more until the point where it kind of started packing up. Um, 
And in, yeah, basically I, I started getting really ill, started getting urinary tract infections, bloating, kidney stones that I was forming at the rate of knots, blah, 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 blah. I won't bore you with all the detail, but I was, I got chronically sick and I was in and out of the doctors every single day. And that's no exaggeration. There was one week I was in five days in a row and they couldn't find anything wrong with me, although there was stuff going on that they could see was going on. Um, and then one day I just said to the doctor, you know, mm, what's going on? And he said, Tim shrugged his shoulders. Can't find anything wrong. So in the car on the way home, and I couldn't drive at this point because I was just so ill, um, I decided that I was going to take to the internet and uh, do my thing. And I started researching all of these things. And I guess it really started with a pack of post-it notes, all my symptoms, slapped them up on the wall, dealing with them like a marketing strategy or a business problem, and um, traced it all back and started working on them from the worst at the bottom, dealing with the top. Uh, So short-term and long-term strategy. That was really it. And then five years went past. And then one day someone told me about Bulletproof Coffee and um, ketogenic diet. And I tried it. Next thing I know, my brain is alive. First time I felt myself in like four years properly. And um, then started listening to the Bulletproof radio. And then I heard about biohacking and realized there's a whole massive community of crazy people like me out there that was tracking their body and doing all these different things and trying supplements. But this is really before functional medicine or you know, functional practitioners was really a thing. And there was just forums. People didn't talk about it on Instagram. So that's really, that's really it. And I, I went from thinking sickness was a weakness to realizing that actually this is something that needed figuring out. And that's how I got into it. And then um, I went to the Bulletproof Conference 2017, realized that it was much better than I imagined, met loads of cool people and came back to England, started a little meetup. It got quite big. I changed it to be health optimization because no one knew what biohacking was. And um, suddenly it like, got big. And then I did a summit uh, 2019 and um, Bulletproof Labs, Upgrade Labs, um, and Paleo FX supported me so I could uh, build something awesome. And here we are. That's basically a, a no-bridge version. That's all. That's all. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, you know um, – I take nothing away from doctors, from from traditional medical doctors. I think that they can assist in, you know, surgeries and um, you know, some pretty heavy intensive stuff. So I don't I wanna I wanna put that out there to anybody, you know, listening. But this is also a very common thing where and I watched what, what uh my father starting six years ago um had prostate cancer. They gave him four months to live. My mother said, I this is absolutely ludicrous took him home, changed diet. Well, he was already fairly healthy, but changed diet to, you know, reflect the needs, um, came back in a few months and they're like, what did you do? It's almost all gone. This happens often. Um, there's the, you know, first of all, there's the doom and gloom issue, which we don't have to get into, but like this kind of concept where when the doctors can't see certain things and it happens often, you, you know, you went in a different direction. Not, not everybody does that. I love that you did. And I love that a lot of the people who do do that, um, start to realize, Oh, wait a minute. There's stress involved. There's nutrition involved. There's, Mm. you know, um, a lifestyle choice. There's so many different things. Uh, You know, I like, how do you, how do why is there so much resistance from people? Um, to think that there might be something outside of the doctor route 
what what's what's your take on why there's sometimes that resistance is it just societal kind of training you know and like you go to a doctor they say this and then that's that you know why are people so hung up on these these titles and statuses versus like well, what do i need to understand about my body well not to use another analogy of the famous movie but pick a pill um exactly. i think <laughs> i think the reason is it's, our, it's it's to do with our psychology let's just think about the doctors for a second if the doctors have been a doctor for 20 years, and let's be honest, most of them get into it because they want to help people. Absolutely. They don't want to get into it just for the money. I mean, it's lucrative. Most of them do earn good money, admittedly, but they get into it, most of them, I would imagine, to help people. Yeah. Now, imagine for a doctor to be told 20 years later, you've been completely wrong and you've actually been hurting people for 20 years. What's that going to do to someone's psychology? It's going to be a pretty heavy punch, right? So, so that's point one. Now, now, if we put that to the patients or us people, and like a lot of people seem to say that when they go on holiday, one of the important things to them, and it sounds ridiculous, is that there's good hospital or medical services nearby if they need it. Okay. And this seems to come up quite a lot. Like, oh, I don't want to go there because they don't have good hospitals or whatever, you know. And um, it's like, so really, if something goes wrong, you want to know you've got someone that knows what's going on and how to fix you. Now, emergency care in this world is amazing. You know, you're in a car accident, you break your leg, something emergency, like it really is fine-tuned, like perfect, almost. When it comes to chronic health, they haven't quite got it down. And I think the general public need to know that they can rely on someone that can take control of their health if something goes wrong. Let's be honest, if you're focusing on growing a company, let's look at Elon, for instance, you focus your life on growing companies and you don't pay attention to your body, your heuristic is, I have people I pay to know this stuff so I don't have to, okay? Now, for the general public, when they have health insurance or um, in the UK, NHS and whatnot, they want to know they go to a doctor. They haven't got to worry about this area until they do, and then someone else's problem. So what happens if someone then goes, actually, they can't help you. You're like, I'm going to have to pay a bit more attention into this. And I think this is where current times are starting to catch up with people. It's fast-tracked the health issue, the health industry, probably by five to eight years, I reckon, because people are starting to realize, actually, the government's, and the various other pharmaceutical companies don't quite know what the hell is going on. No one knows quite how to deal with things, so I'm going to have to take control of my health. Um, so I haven't got a bad word to say against the doctors. I right. do think that the training is fundamentally flawed because the amount of nutritional training that they actually have is almost nothing. Um, and they learn to prescribe drugs instead of, you know, a painkiller or an antibiotic. If you have strep throat, everyone gets treated the same. They don't look at the root cause. And that's where functional medicine now is like growing very quickly because it's traditional do doctors that have then had additional training on top. And yet they're still being called quacks. I actually had a huge influencer, calls himself a chef in the fitness space um i won't name names but um and he called functional medicine quackery which includes people like dr mark hyman who is very well respected and in the uk dr rangan chatterjee for instance as well as many others the thing is they have traditional doctor training and functional medicine and they treat the root cause so this is really why i think people want to trust 
and start falling apart when they think they can't trust, but they've got to find where to go next. And I think that's where functional medicine and biohacking, all these things come together quite well. I'm so glad it is. Uh, you know, you brought up, um, you brought up so many really good points in that, you know, first, the first part about, you know, um, doctors maybe being told otherwise, um, it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, and I, I'm, I've, I was having this conversation with family when we were discussing about um, people who made one choice with the current uh, situation that were, you know, and, yeah. and um, you know, uh, one of my family members said, you know, um, they can't, you know, seem to think that now that they're having all these problems that maybe it came from this. And I said, an admission to you being right changes their world. You mm. have to have empathy because I was like, have you ever thought about you know, what their choices have now Mm -hmm. created. And so to release, you know, to admission of like uh, that as a possibility changes their whole, you know, Mm -hmm. um, world. So you're, you brought up a good point. It's like for doctors to be told otherwise, like, what do you mean? This is the way it's always been. It's like, well, it's, it, it shifts, um, what they've come to learn as their, you know, embody as their truth, you know, which is also ironic because I always say like, you know, we want to keep an open mind as to like, how can we continue to be students in anything and mastery of all of the things that we're, we're in. So I love that you brought that up. Um, and, um, I also love the fact that when you're saying during the time that we're living in about, they actually cannot help you. Like, you know, people rely on, Oh, I've got a resource that'll take care of that for me. And I think that convenience culture concept of, I pay for this or this is why I have this insurance or this is why I have this person do this, whatever, that the moment there's a problem, I will go to them and they will figure it out. And the issue in, is that, and it's not just in medical, it's they're, they're, you're seeing it with government, you're seeing it with education, <laughs> you're seeing it with you know companies in general. And I always tell people, I'm like, when you put all your reliance on somebody else to figure something out specifically for you, you cannot expect them to make you a top priority as the only priority. Mm-hmm. And that's also an issue, right? Because like, because, and people go, well, what do you mean? And it's like, nobody will take care of you the way you'll take care of you. Nobody will make you happy the way you'll make yourself happy. Nobody will like make you, you know, wealthy the way you'll make yourself wealthy. Nobody will make you healthy the way you will. Like if we put all that reliance in other people, mm-hmm. we give them the control over our life. And the decisions that they choose, whether they help us or hurt us, that's what mm. kind of comes with the, you know, the territory, if you will. Yeah. Right? Completely. Completely. Um, I mean, uh, uh, there's one thing I want to touch on just on the subject that we don't want to touch on particularly, but um, <laughs> commitment and consistency. Robert Cialdini, um, the book Influence. Amazing book, actually. It's a really good entryway for anyone wanting to learn a bit of psychology and whatnot. And I think, you know, I think the main thing from the book is is not to use it on people, it's to understand when it's being used on you. And I would say commitment and consistency. Once you have committed to something, you want to remain consistent. And I think um, the quick example I'll give is in America, they went down one side of the street and said, we want to put a six foot sign in front of your in the front of your garden saying, please don't drive fast in our village. And, you know, hardly anyone said yes, because it was such a big sign. They went down the other side of the street and said, can we put a small postcard in your window? And they had like 90% of people that said yes. And then they came back to that postcard set of people and said, thank you very much for doing that. Can we put a six foot sign in your front garden? And they had an uptake of like 70 or 80% of people that said yes. So once we've committed to something, we want to remain consistent. 
and you know and with current choices i think that that stands mm. so I, I mean just i recommend anyone listening to this actually to read that book because it will change your life and you'll see everywhere how we're being influenced you know in any form and i'm not talking about current world situations right. or anything like just even down to the menu where you buy your steak in the restaurant or even the tv on the shelf in the in uh whatever your electrical chain is over there these days, you know, it's really amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the neuropsychology and, and, and just the, the, how we are wired and how we receive information, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and I, and I, and I, that's why I think it's best, you know, I tell people, I'm like, just think about what you're receiving and check in enough, you know, whether through meditation, prayer, whatever it might be, in understanding how you are receiving information and is it working for you, against you? How is it serving? Do you need to make changes, pivots? You know, becoming more present allows us to change our choices in moments notice versus being on an, on autopilot, if you <laughs> if you will. You know, so so I just I love that you brought that up and I, and I think that that's it's a it's a big issue in general. I think where I, I think a lot of people are learning across a multitude of industries how much am I relying on external factors versus myself? And I think that that's, you know, right. I think one other point on this is it's just popped into my mind. And I don't know why, but um, is if you have an opinion on something and someone contradicts it and says, I don't agree. Instead of triggering, but what I do is I now go, why do I hold this opinion? What was it I was subjected to that this other person wasn't subjected to, to give me this opinion? And what have they seen that I haven't seen? And I explore it. And I often do change my opinions on things. I really do. And I mean, I I think, I think it's actually a strength not to change too quickly, but to actually question. And it's like, if you think back to your favorite movies, the first one before the sequel is nearly always the best. And the, the first version of a song when it comes out is nearly always the best. There's a reason for that. And yet, you know, the younger generation that hears the next version of a song prefers that to the earlier one. Why is that? Because we're what we're first subjected to, usually we take as a heuristic and go, I like this, locked in, I don't have to think about it, here's a heuristic, that's my favourite one. And then it takes a lot to challenge that opinion. So sometimes we base an opinion, like, for instance, Game Changes, the movie, um, some people write to me and they go, you're wrong, you're evil, you eat meat, you're a killer, you're going to kill the environment, blah, 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 you've got no ethics and you're bad for health. And I'm like, well, actually, where did you get this opinion from? Oh, you just have to watch Game Changers. And it's the first point, and bearing in mind, I've been doing this for 10 years now, like it's the first point that most people stumble across for the plant-based argument. And then they try to fight, fight for an opinion they made via a documentary that has had funding and has an agenda, it does, um, instead of sitting and going, why do I hold this opinion and should I dig deeper before fighting and being a not-so-nice human being? And I think it's the same with current world situation. It comes down to your health choices. It comes down to your doctor choices. It comes down to everything. Why do I hold this opinion? And challenge yourself because that's a strength. And it's so well put. Um, why do I hold this opinion? Um, what what information have I not been subjected to as you as you mentioned too? what information have they been subjected to? And, you know, also, I like the idea of open discourse like, hey, let's I, I would love to learn what's going on in your world. To, mm-hmm. And I'd love to share what's going on in my world. And like, let's actually, you know, we know we both want a similar outcome. See, that's the interesting part when you start seeing people going, you know, head to head. We know we want a similar outcome. 
Um, we want good health. We know we both want to be healthy, and we know we don't want the worst of the worst to happen to us. Got it. So we're both aligned there. Now it's just a matter of what information are we both gathering, and can we actually talk about it? I, I, I've, and I said this, I think, recently when I was interviewed on a recent podcast. I said, I would love to know, like, what do you know? Like, I, I wish more people would ask each other, like, listen, I know this, but, like, what do you know? <laughs> you know, I think that would make for a really great, like, I would like to compare notes what is it that you know that has you, you know, talking about this stuff, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of things without being, you know, manipulated, but just so that way I would love to know collectively all the information. Could you imagine if two sides or all, multiple sides said to each other, like, what is it you know? And let's have a talk about that. It's funny because um, <laughs> I often say, like, for instance, when someone holds a strong belief or opinion, I say, if I'd been where you were when you heard that, and you'd been where I was when I heard that, would we not have the opposite opinions? And it's like, so does that not mean that we can stretch each other's opinions and, and do it in debate? Like, for instance, doing, doing this whole Instagram thing, I've been very fortunate and grown quite quickly. And But the one thing that does come is down the downside is you get lots of mm, trolls and people that always know better and always fight you and you know often start with that's bs um for instance and i'm like i just reply and just say if you want an open debate starting with your opinion is bs opposed to saying can you tell me x y and z then i would be open to discussing it now the right people actually message me directly and go i'm really sorry i had a bad day or whatever and then the right. idiots just continue <laughs> to fight um so that's one point the other thing is so I was having a discussion with my cousin, who's a very wise young man, 10 years my junior. Um, but he is one of the best people I've known to debate and drill into people and find really cool stuff out. And he creates this a magical bond with these people. And I just like I, I stand back and I'm just like, like, this guy is a wizard. And um, whereas with me, I sit there and I start like trying to, think what to ask them and this and that and the other and it just doesn't flow it's not, i'm not in flow state so i said to him one day frank what is it you do and he said i want to find out as much stuff about them as possible yes. so i can see how i can benefit right okay so it's a selfish motivation but the outcome is because basically they know loads of cool stuff like it might be a holiday destination that they went that was their favorite one. It might be the best place to do a bungee jump, whatever. But the outcome is he looks really interested in these people. Yes. It's self-purpose. Right? Whereas for me, when I was doing it before, it's like, I really want to know more about these people, you know, and I, I really care about this person. So I'd like to know their experiences and stuff. But as it comes out, I'm less questioning and not finding out as much good stuff. So in fact, he looks more genuine and I look less genuine, even though his is self-motivated and mine's more about them. So it's like I spun it on its head. And it's amazing. Like it, it's so to your point of like, what do you know? Like, and and what what can I take from this and how can I apply it to being better? So that's really my take on it. So it's really funny how that ran true. I, I love that. You know, it's this balance of People just want to be seen, felt, and heard. I say this all the time. They want to be seen, felt, heard, understood. And when we show a genuine interest in them, 
and ask questions and ask for their thoughts and even propose questions that normally maybe they're not even getting asked in their general world. That's the other thing too is they may just be supported by people who are just like, whatever you say. And so we, we show that genuine interest. It allows them to feel a sense of relief. It allows them to feel a sense of empowerment. It allows them to feel like you know, uh, uh, eye-opening innovation because it's like, I hadn't really thought about that. No one's ever asked me that question before. Like, yeah, I genuinely want to know your thoughts on that. So they get the empowerment side, but also the opening up of, of their mind side too because they're being asked for their opinion. And um, <clears throat> doing so, it's, it's fascinates me because they start to feel a sense of trust. And from a sense of trust, we can now have all kinds of discourse that allow us to really explore things. And that's why when I see, well, <clears throat> there's the micro and the macro at the micro level, how we are uh, understanding ourselves and behaving is what we're going to bring to the macro. And unfortunately, in the macro, what we have is a lot of emotions flying around, <laughs> purposely probably put against each other. So that way, um, emotions can go against each other versus simply being like, hey, I want to understand your emotions. And if I understand your emotions, then you understand my emotions. And we actually see how similar we really more are. And it's just a matter of like how we're just like, as you said, what are we being subjected to information wise? Then we can kind of go from there. Um, but if we purposely want to know and understand another, it'll solve quite a bit of things, which, you know, uh, <laughs> you know to your point, I mean, I think I think social media can be used for that when people like us are hosting ourselves on the platform like that. I know that there's a lot of others that don't. And I get that. Um, I'd like us to kind of make that more normalized, <laughs> right? I think I'm very lucky to be constantly refining with every yes. troll or every nice person. I'm like, um, I remember a tweet about three years ago, which is what's set the domino effect off for me. And it was someone wrote on one of the celebrities tweet Twitters, you know, you're an idiot. You're this, you're that, the other, and blah, 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 blah. And the celebrity replied, um, I, it feels like you're having a tough day. Um, yes. And I'm sending love your way. And, you know, I'd really like to understand why it is you feel that way. And then the person replied and said, yes, I have. And yes. I just lost someone in the family and this and that, the other. I just like, remember thinking like empathy. It's just beautiful. Like it's so like, it's respectful as well. Yeah. And it's someone that's got control of themselves. And I mean, it, that tells you how someone's yes. stress levels are and like linking that to health if your stress levels are lower you're not running away from threats all the time you're ready to rest and uh, digest and repair you're going to be happier healthier human being and that's a knock-on effect opposed to always hating always doing negative trolling comments which heightens and heightens and heightens makes you more and more stressed and less and less of a good human being and um True. you know and i think instagram for me has Actually, I hate to say it, helped me grow as a person yeah. and how I respond to people. Because Absolutely. when you're subjected to 50 vegans that instead of having compassion to human beings as well as animals, they seem to hate on someone that eats meat. You know, you learn to just not react, you respond, I guess. And it's the Viktor Frankl's quote, you know, between the stimulus and the response is a space. I mean, I, I in my morning... Uh, affirmations it's the, between the stimulus and the responses of space and i dance in that space that's that's one of my <laughs> love it. affirmations yeah um i i love that it's such a perfect example about you know um with the celebrity and having control of your emotions um i always say happy people don't attack 
So if somebody is on the attack, to that celebrity's point, it sounds like you're having a bad day or it sounds like there's something going on. If we can learn that happy people don't attack, and so if there's an attack, something's going on. Mm-hmm. And if we can learn not to take anything personal, which is a lot of practice, a lot of practice. And to your point about Instagram, um, it was, for me, exactly to your point, um, the interaction, whether it started on account A before now on account B over the years, it uh, has allowed to constantly evolve into how do I respond um, if there is somebody who is on the defensive, if there's an attack. <clears throat> and so I find that to be uh, very uh, uh, contributory to, to the, the practice and the growth. But you, you, you bring up such a great point about uh, I think it's just empathy for having the control of your emotions. Like this person is having something going on that does – I have to be unattached or detached from it that it, and I can't take it personal because it's not related to me. And if I constantly ground in my own emotions and knowing and understanding them, I won't react, but I'll respond. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another point on this actually I'd like to touch on, but yeah. if someone called you like a manipulative, evil bastard, <laughs> if you in the past have had that label or feel like you are that person or whatever, that's going to touch you on a personal level. It's an identity thing. It's like, oh, that person's horrible. If someone called you a murdering bastard, for instance, said like a true British person, um, then you would be like, that's ridiculous. It doesn't touch me. But because it's plausible, it can hurt more. Now, the thing is, is when you're having that constantly on social media, for instance, it's very difficult to distinguish the black or white. Okay, that's definitely not. That's definitely true. Ouch, or definitely not. It's kind of somewhere in between. And that's really where your inner worth and you know the mental state that you are in really comes in to play. And I'm learning more and more. Occasionally, I do trigger a little bit, admittedly, but I do trigger in my morning silence the next day. One of my things is to sit and think for five minutes through any triggers and explore it from all angles, like almost like I'm you know, on mushrooms or something, sitting there and exploring it from all angles, trying to visualize what triggered me, what it was, drill into my beliefs and why. And really now the triggers just vanish. And bit by bit, I feel like it's becoming easier. That's, uh, to be, the, the ability to be able to sit with yourself and understand when a trigger comes up. Because, uh, you know, people, people think that it's like, uh, you know, like, oh, you're zened out. Do you ever get triggered? I'm like, absolutely. I'm a, I'm, I'm a soul having a human experience. Um, mm. And the closer I get, my human experience to my soul, which there's still a gap in between (laughs) is me dealing with things that I didn't know. And, um, we think we, as we think we know and understand certain things that maybe we've either healed from or just, uh, don't bother us. There might be layers and you might not even know of it until five, 10, 15, 20 years later, when someone says just the right thing to you and you're like, interesting, I'm something's coming up for me. And that ability of self-awareness to be like, I'm not going to respond just yet because I need to understand in this moment how I'm understanding this, (laughs) you know, so, or how I'm interpreting or perceiving and that ability to sit with yourself, like you said, is everything because it allows us to also learn something new about ourselves that we might not have known before. And the moment I feel like we lean into that, it no longer has any kind of control over ourselves in the future. And it's mm. a beautiful thing to actually have that moment for ourselves to honor that too and be like, oh, this thing will never bother me again for the most part because I've just dealt with it. 
Right. Yeah, I think that is dealing with it and looking at your patterns. I mean, I think to to tie this into the health piece is that when you're chronically ill and you're super stressed and you're super stressed or chronically ill, either or, or if you had a bad night's sleep, you're going to trigger easier and not be as happy human. And I think when you work on yourself and like biohacking does give you the tools that aren't traditionally looked at some of them are and some of them are mainstream now like for instance the aura ring you know this was a early day biohacking uh, bit of tech and it's now mainstream i mean it's you know i think even mr dell himself has invested in it and the, the, all sorts of um i think the nfl are wearing them or nba and god knows what but the point is is that doctors are taught in a certain mindset and if they listened to every new fad that came out, they would be recommending things that might be dangerous. Biohacking is testing new things, whether it's, you know, like um, brain training or uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. You know, biohacking has made this popular now, uh, whereas it was an off-label medical thing before um, that wasn't picking up much traction. You know, we are experimenting and trying these things out, doing risk analysis on some of these things. You know, how much can hyperbaric give me in terms of health and how much is it in terms of risk? I'm going to go for it if I think it's going to work after researching it. Biohacking is doing this left, right and center. A lot of it's getting pushed back and a lot of it is proving in data across thousands of people across the world and people are listening. And now hyperbaric is flourishing. You know, it's popular everywhere. There's doctors uh, talking like Dr. Scott Share, who's a dear friend and speaker at the summit um who's uh, one of the main names in hyperbaric now you know uh dave asprey's known to use it ben greenfield knows to use it chris gethin uses it i mean all these guys are using hyperbaric and even recently in out of uh, tel aviv university i think it was there was a study on telomere lengthening and hyperbaric oxygen therapy that's been going on so i think there are things that people say biohackers are pseudoscience mm, pseudoscience often means it's just not agreed upon by academics yet you know that like peer-reviewed um you know for instance science finds um problems to solve and then and 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 that is science and then academics peer reviews have to agree on it so one is exploring and one is opinion hmm. just because something it hasn't got peer reviews on it yet doesn't mean it's pseudoscience and yet people call it pseudoscience because they don't necessarily understand it it's not accepted yet and um i think biohacking falls into this many times and there's some things that come along people say yeah this is amazing it's going to be the best like dirty keto for instance was a early biohacking thing people are like yeah more dairy more cheese more this more mct more of all these products yeah just get my fat as high as i can you know, only for people to have issues from doing dirty keto. Um, and then eventually it's refined and people go, actually, ketogenic diet has amazing applications, especially with kids with seizures or, you know, uh, use with and the Navy SEALs like Don Diagostino's work. Um, and when paired with hyperbaric, for instance, you know, it's very, very effective. But biohacking really is making these things popular. Same with aura rings, same with hyperbaric, same with red light therapy, blue blocking glasses, etc. Two questions, which will probably lead into everything else. Um, I would love for you to walk people through a, an entry point for biohacking. Um, you know, people who haven't started, but are genuinely curious of, um, you know, that, the, the, you know, they're, they're in a stage of, 
you know, uh, uh, stress or, or health seems off or brain fog or um, bloating to, you know, just they don't feel um, well and they just want to try, they want to do something. And so their entry level, you know, what you recommend there. And then I would love for you to talk about hyperbaric and red light therapy and like why the, like what they are. I, I know, but I want, you're the, you're the man with this. I would love for you to explain to them, to, to the audience, what these things are and what they potentially do. Okay. So first of all, mm-hmm. biohacking is perceived as a rich kid's thing to do. <laughs> and, you know, many people say, oh, it's too expensive. I can't do that. Now, I'm just going to, prime everyone with this one line which sets the stage for biohacking as i truly feel it is everything we do within biohacking and health optimization is using technology to mimic a a natural environment in an unnatural world okay and i'll say explain why red light therapy it speeds up healing. It has so many benefits for the body. It's incredible. Okay. Red light therapy is replacing sunlight in some form. Seasonal affective disorder, which is when people get depressed in the winter months. What is that? It's a blue light deficiency. So we have a sad light. Someone has bad posture or is a lazy breather and breathes through their mouth all the time and has got chronic health issues because they're under oxygenated hyperbaric oxygen therapy someone hasn't spent any time in the garden grounding with their shoes off or in the sea for months on end and we need to have some every day which i'll talk about maybe in a bit a grounding bed sheet or pillowcase Hmm. if um, you're not eating organic natural homegrown vegetables because you know let's be honest it's very difficult these days that were low in minerals for instance you use celtic sea salt in your water if you can't drink pure water from a spring and you have to rely on tap water you get a reverse osmosis filter purifier etc 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 actually one other i'm going to use is if you can't live in a tent or in the middle of a field with no fake light after sunset you wear blue blocking glasses which blocks out the blue light which means that we secrete our melatonin and we actually sleep like we should that is what biohacking is doing Most of it can be free, but like sex, we like to fuck for fun and to have children. Okay. So it can be for fun and for, and it can be for purposes. Biohacking can be for fun or it can be to reverse your health. I mean, I love supplements. Don't get me wrong. I love my red light therapy stack. I love my Carol exercise bike. I love my hyperbaric oxygen chamber. I've just been traveling for five months. I didn't need any of it because I was in nature, in the right. sea, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that is really what biohacking is. And there's things like stem cells, there's things like peptides, there's blue blocking glasses, there's all of these technologies and everything, and they're all great. But really, if you're not doing the fundamentals of health, sleeping properly, reducing your exposure to EMFs, hydrating properly, moving properly, eating properly, um, removing any blockages in your body, such as mercury toxicities, or if you've got metal metal fillings or, or any metal implants or anything like that. If you've not got those fundamentals down, your body's not going to work like it should. 
That is it. And then, and I'll tell you how I got to this point. Someone messaged me and said, Tim, what peptide shall I use? So to inject, which is an experimental for research only thing. What shall I use to fix my girlfriend's gut? And I said, okay, what's she eating? What's she supplementing with? What's her lifestyle like? Is she on the contraceptive pill? All of these things. And he goes, she's vegan. Um, she's on the contraceptive pill. Like a whole host of things. And I'm like, well, why do you want a peptide then? If you haven't removed the blockages, the things that are stopping the body from thriving and given it the things that it needs to thrive, including probably adequate levels of protein and aminos, but you want an injection of a research purpose drug or you know chain of aminos really then why are you doing this and i was just like at that moment i had a light bulb and i went the fundamentals of health here they are and so i formal i actually formulated them and put them into a course because so many people said to me where do i start what do i do how do i do it like what's the timing what should i look for what are the pitfalls blah 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 blah, blah. and i got like no one so many people every single day and i had like this preset message i just copy and paste every time and i was like i'm going to do a course so i did a course on these exact things and that's not a plug for the course it's just the point is is if you are expecting to have a clear brain and plenty of energy and be a happy healthy human and you're not doing the fundamentals which are all over my instagram you can scroll down and see the fundamentals for free then you can't expect to be operating at your best now, as a business person, where I was, to go back to my story from earlier, I wasn't grounding ever. I was hardly drinking water. I was drinking probably coconut water or some crap. Um, I wasn't sleeping properly, so I wasn't repairing the damage. I was eating late just before bed, so my blood glucose was high throughout the night, which meant I looked bloated and horrible. And if you see my before and after pictures on my Instagram, you see that I look younger at 40, nearly 43 than I did at mm. 31. Um, that is just through doing the things correct with the fundamentals. So that's really what biohacking is. That's how it fits together. And then there's loads of cool technologies and things we can play with. So it's work. <laughs> you know, I, I love, I love the, um, I love all the analogies because for everybody listening, it's sort of like, like in anything, of course you can use technology for the convenience of, of it to speed things up but is that lifelong and sustainable versus doing the natural things which you brought up a great point which most are free most not all obviously i mean grocery shopping but if you change your groceries you might actually even save some money um you know so most are free it just requires like everything work consistency discipline and you know, creating better habits. Right. And so I love that you bring that up. It's like, well, there's a, there's fundamentals that, you know, we used to do hundreds and also probably, you know, thousand, two thousand, three thousand years ago, <laughs> you know, when we were a little bit healthier and could, you know, whatnot. So, um, that have been around for a very long time and, um, you know, getting people to the ability to slow down, which obviously is a primary issue with most people from a lifestyle heavily driven by so many external inputs and pressures of themselves and of society um, and consumption and a million other things, you know, 
that I think that it's it the basics like you mentioned are you know um, with your sleep with when you eat what are you putting in your body and it's different for every single person in terms of you know uh, choices right for for nutrition um, you know grounding. And, uh, you know, all of these different things, you know, the, the EMFs and the blue light and, you know, people keeping their TVs on at night. I don't have a, I don't have a TV in the house anyways, but, um, you know, computer has to stay, you know, far away downstairs, <laughs> you know, I, I, I haven't yet done the phone in the other room yet. I know I should, I know I should put it on airplane mode and put it in the other room. I know, I know I should, I know I should that, that I haven't done yet. Um, but, um, but you're absolutely right. It's these small this it's always the small things that compound. It's the small things, these small little lifestyle changes which aren't that invasive if you can learn to do, you know, that can as you brought up, you know, not only reverse health issues but also reverse age. I look younger now at 42 <laughs> than, I, than I looked at like I mean I think I've always kind of looked young but like I was looking at some of like, you know, you even like when you can see in the neck and you could see it like in the in the skin from like just years ago. And like stress, stress. I would love for you to talk about stress, by the way. Um, yeah, well, I just want to touch on something you say about, you know, it's the small things. So it, it's compound theory, basically, like compound mm-hmm. interest. Yeah. And uh, Einstein says it's the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it. Who, who doesn't, pays it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to start saving some money or having some stocks or whatever it may be to know how the interest on the interest on the interest on the interest is uncomprehendable as a human being without seeing it on a chart. And it's the same as if you have a little bit more sleep, a little bit more better sleep and you're tracking Mm -hmm. and optimizing accordingly and you're hydrating better and you're getting grounding for 20 minutes. And these things all add up to the point where you're going like, I'm not the same human being. And yet I've not been told a single thing by anyone, any practitioner, any doctor, anything like never. Um, these things add up. And I think that's really what I'm trying to get out there, the more natural, but don't get me wrong. I promote products and I don't do it for commission. I do it because I believe in the product. Um, And all these things can help as well, but yeah, it's down to convenience. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to, and by the way, I know you weren't, you don't want to plug the course, but I love that you brought up and this happens it happens after so much time, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing now with some new stuff with, with people asking for stuff. You're like, after a while, you're like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to put it in one centralized place since I already know how to do that stuff. Might as well. Like, you know, it, it happens because enough people over time ask you and there's only so much copy paste. And, and also because you're like, okay, you kind of want a protocol or you want like a play by play. Let's do that. So, you know, happy to share that, you know, uh, and I would like you to, um, the other thing I was going to say is because as a business person also, you know, and a biohacker and health and wellness, you know, experts, if you're, if you're okay with me calling you that, cause you're doing so much with this, um, yeah. how the before and after, how you've noticed, how is, um, you, you previously had a lifestyle when you were running your businesses and it got you into chronic illness. You now obviously have, I would love for you to talk about kind of the results that have happened in the health optimization, because in health optimization, not only how has that helped reverse some of the issues, 
but helped your business as well too because people usually have it reversed, right? And we know as entrepreneurs, we know like I used to put only business first. Now my health is top priority. Without a healthy me, none of this stuff makes sense. <laughs> you know, like none of it, you know. So I would love for you to go kind of a little bit on a tear on that, like how it's how it, your health optimization is actually you know, also not just reverse things, but also what it's done for you from a business perspective. Well, number one is with my agencies and the reason I got out of digital marketing Mm -hmm. with my agencies after it was doing pretty well was Monday I walked into the office and there was a birthday party on and there was a cake on the side covering icing, Coca-Cola everywhere, people out on the balcony smoking. And I went, this isn't my baby anymore. Mm. This is outgrown me. And I don't enjoy this. And I can't preach to these guys. They knew how healthy I was. They knew how, what health issues I've been through, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, mm, I'm just going to get out. And I sold out for like 30 cents in the dollar just to get out quickly because I just was so stretched at the time and decided to do the summit. Um, the point was is I had a few months off. Mm. And I think... The nearest thing I can say to it was when you start really focusing on your health first, opposed to the rat race. Yeah. And I understand people have need to earn money to pay for their house and this and that. And the other. I, I get that completely. But even if you dedicate half an hour, an hour a day, it pays dividends. And I think hmm. I realized when I came out of the stress state of, Oh my God, is this a client canceling a contract with us or what's this email coming in at midnight with the, is the servers down and taking all our clients with it, blah, 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 whatever it may be. Once that had gone, it wasn't a lion or a tiger in front of me that was scaring the crap out of me all the time, which then I would sleep in a stressed state thinking something, you know, thinking something's going to eat me in the night. Therefore my body started repairing better. And I actually worked in a company where I felt like I was making a change in the world, which made me happy. I was less stressed. I slept better and my health accelerated at that point. As well as various other things I obviously had to work on. The point is, is that the moment I think I can say that it's like the most is in the film, The Matrix. And I I mentioned it briefly just before we started recording, but in a different context is when, when Neo dodges the fists, like he's like, like this, and he's looking around and like, just like, you get a moment of stillness to observe the world and the things around you. And instead of someone screaming in your face and you having to scream back as a reaction, you're seeing someone scream and you're like, you're just looking around at the situation and you get that moment to pause and you are a little bit more considered in your reaction. And instead of panicking and doing, you're thinking, 15 minutes of strategy for 45 minutes of doing and says, just do, 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 quick, 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 quick. It's not so much the rat race. So I think having these things in place gives you the chance to take a breath and actually build something that you love doing, that you feel good for, and you're not just in this stress state trying to catch the next dollar. So uh, everybody listening that <laughs> that hasn't already uh, taken the, uh, the pill that <laughs> they probably just did from that, um, you know, when you put your health first, I believe you can think clear and um, see things you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. And it has you start to ask the appropriate question. It's it's a ripple effect. And um, 
it's interesting because like to your your response time changes your approach changes your approach to time the biggest one of them all changes you you think differently and you respond accordingly and it's a very fascinating thing to see we we're we're so you know society teaches so much about like hustle 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 and they're gonna be it's funny because everybody the, the hustle sold separately means you have to do the work in your life and all things not you know grind <laughs> but but society has taught that you must grind work almighty dollar versus realizing like no if you optimize your health mental physical spiritual emotional that that'll actually guide this way better further more profitable more honest more um directional more clear all all of it because the health comes first and it should and it should always and you know and i i think you you know the toughest thing is when you see elder people who they put work and um money first and then they spend all of it in the later years on mm-hmm. the health they lost yeah. when you see that that's the toughest and um that you know i saw that i think at a really early age and i was like ooh you know that's not something I would ever want to, to be spending. Like you work your whole life. You think you're going to have a life later on. No, you can have a life right now. Mm. And then you get to the old life and you say, Oh, I'm going to retire. Like, well, one, you can't because the moment you retire, the brain stops working and you're probably dead in five. So instead you actually have to do, keep doing stuff. But usually when you'd see elder people who are dealing with a lot of health issues from the first 60 or 50, whatever, plus years, uh, grinding and stress, now they're using all of that money and time instead of enjoying it, but to like reverse the problems that they created from the first 60. And if that cycle doesn't scare the shit out of somebody, <laughs> then I, I, then I want them to take a second to step back and think about that. Right. Completely. Completely. I mean, I've, I've done multiple posts around this area <clears throat> and a lot of people say, well, I've got bills to pay. I can't just do that. I can't I just put my health first. But they say put your own oxygen mask on first before helping others. It's like, well, even if you dedicate an hour, yeah. half an hour, morning routine, and you know, whatever it may be, instead of just grabbing that sandwich because it's convenient, mm-hmm. actually spending ten minutes to have a proper a proper bite to eat, these things will add up. And I think a lot, the biggest thing that people say is, I just don't, I can't have time because I've got kids or this, that, right. the other. I'm not, right. you know, a single guy that's able to travel and do all this stuff. I think there's always excuses of why not. And there's people in much worse situations than yes. everyone and then other people that actually cope a lot better with these things because they've not known any different. So I do think that if you put your health first, the mind and the body follows and then everything becomes easier and you come out of the rat race and you actually end up earning a lot more. But it's a matter of having the courage to take the dive sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. It too, And I think anybody listening half hour just to start just a half hour you know um maybe some journaling of your food or maybe um maybe prepping for the day you know the type of food that you might eat or or just taking some time to think about um where you're at with uh with work you know because the other thing i mean even meditation you know um you can do some meditation in the morning and think about like and i don't mean sit and just ohm it out i mean like you can actually be like you know um what's going on with work 
what could I do better? What, what's affecting me? What's not affecting me? How do I, you know, make some changes there or whatever that alone can reduce stress levels because then later on the day, whether if they're at a job that, you know, currently, you know, they have to pay the bills. I get that. Um, maybe they start moving differently within the job and maybe they, by doing so by through just a, a simple meditation that also alters the environment or, um, their pay scale or, they get hired from somewhere else because they're like, you know what? Like, we like how you, what you did over here. Would you be willing to come over here? You know, it's like these small things about putting ourselves first, even if it's only 20, 15 minutes, it's a game changer for sure. And in, in other areas of our life, always. Yeah. Well, there's a big question here. I post about three weeks ago and it did quite well because it's like, I don't have time to cook my own food. And then you've got two hours on Instagram, three hours. on <laughs> Like you do have time, right. but it's about Priorities. priority. I think the, the reason why I took the dive for me and my health is because I literally had a gun to my head. Tim, you can't even leave the house. You're that unhealthy. You're that sick. You cannot even leave the house. If you don't put this first, you're not going to have anything. And my mm-hmm. companies would have fallen apart and blah, blah, blah. So I literally had to make the change. And that's what forced me into doing it. The, the problem is most people don't have to. Mm. And it's not until it's too late that they actually start working on it. And then they wish they had dedicated. The smartest people I meet are in preventative. They put the fundamentals in place Mm -hmm. and they give themselves the the time. I mean, was the saying, um, if you have five minutes a day, meditate. If you don't do 25. Right. I love that one. Mm. I love that. And the smart people do the five a day so that they don't then have to do 25 later on. And I think that comes to putting the right building blocks in, in place for their health. You know, it, it, you're, you're right. And it's interesting when people bring up, um, uh, well, you know, uh, and I've heard this before, you know, well, uh, you know, I have kids, so I, you know, I can't, you know, the morning is this. And I said, you know, did you ever think about what would happen if you didn't have the health? <laughs> you know, and, or, um, you know, Cause I used to try to appeal like, well, you know, they're always watching and absorbing how you behave in your life. So like what you do, they're, they're gaining from as well too, uh, consciously or subconsciously. But, but yeah, when they, when they say things like, oh, I don't have time for that. I'm like, so what happens if, you know, um, you can't take care of them? What happens if it's like, and you're right. Priorities. It's, it's a, we all have the time. We all have the time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, it's just about, um, our priorities and making the time. And, and you talked about earlier to inner worthiness, inner worthiness is huge because you do have the time. You may just be at the, um, uh, call to the work. Are you telling me that you're in an environment you can't say, Hey, um, I'll do that starting at 9am. It's important that I do this, this, and this in the morning. It's actually what helps me, uh, excuse me, uh, boss. Um, so would you like me healthy so I can show up and make you more money? Or would you like me like, um, sporadic and weird and brain foggy and just only pencil pushing? Do you want more money? Do you like, I always tell people, I'm like appeal to people. Like, do you want me to make you more money or do you want me to make like, just be kind of like status quo? It's just whatever you want. I, I just want to make you look good, but you tell me it's like, you know, rationalize with people, which I understand is also not always a big thing <laughs> that people are doing. But yeah, yeah. you know, if you take time for yourself first, the ripple effect and how it affects both home life and job and environment and, and, and business. So if people give you, I, people say like, we'll get out, they'll give me a hard time. I'm like, no, you don't. They don't want more money, or they, they do. I, I'm confused. Like, what do you mean? Of course, they want more money. I'm like, well, an optimized you makes them more money. 
<laughs> smarter, not harder, as they say. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it really does pay dividends. I speak from experience of testing multiple things along the way. Um, I mean, sometimes it goes bad, like you try detox or do something or other and right. <laughs> knock you out. <laughs> I, think, you know, I think there's a quote that a friend of mine shared once, which was, um, I feel like I'm a walking Instagram set of quotes now. That's okay. Um, is don't be worried about your current position, be worried about your current trajectory. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, like what's it, the health journey is like, like from here to here like this, you know, or the entrepreneur's success is like, uh, like this. So I think that's, that's, you know, really important to focus. I love that. I made sure to take note of that one. Don't be worried about your current position. Be worried about your, your current trajectory. Oh, mm. so good. Um, <laughs> what do you what, what do you have coming up like what's what's going on in general that's that's coming about that you know uh you're excited about that people can you know also take part in what's what's going on in your world currently mm, i'm planning the summit for may 2022 mm-hmm. uh it was delayed from september this year obviously uh due to this little thing going on in the world at the moment uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's 50, 50 speakers, you know, like, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, in year one, we had Dave Asprey and John Gray from Men and from Mars um, mm-hmm. and Amy Killen and like all, basically all the big names from the States and across the world to London. We're the biggest event in, in Europe, actually. So I'm working on that. 100 brands, 50 speakers, mm-hmm. um, 1,500 people. So it's a big one. Uh, we're, we've, you know, we've done seventy percent of our tickets already, which is great. Vote for confidence for us. I'm very happy. Um, mm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's all my favorite brands and technologies all in one hall. So it's kind of—I feel like it's the Tim Show, but it's not. I mean, most people don't know who I am behind the scenes, I guess. But so that's what I've got coming up in May. So that's amazing. So if anyone wants to trip out over to London and maybe get the Eurostar train to Paris afterwards, you know end of may next year that's uh uh summit.healthoptimization.com so check that out that's really what i'm working on that's my main thing the digital course is you know um Mm -hmm. not really for the money it's more for education and uh helping people to really take control of their health um which is a 10-day course that's i mean that was really fun to film actually and people are asking me to do a more advanced one now as well uh, for the next level which i'm just kind of toying with um, yeah. And also, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really it. I'm just having fun. I'm enjoying right, I can tell. stuff and educating people on, you know, what might be possible based on my opinions. You know, I might be wrong. I might be right, but try it out and see how you feel. And this is what I do on a daily basis. And I dedicate, you know, an hour every day to posting something that's important that people don't know about. So it's really, I'm just having fun in this world. And, you know, to quote Steve Jobs is we grow up, um, and told that life is limited, you know, live between the lines and, you know, have a family, buy a house and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's along the lines of um, that everything that we see around us is made by someone, by someone not smarter than us. And you can shape this world, you can change it and, you know, it can really affect change. And I think that quote sticks with me frequently because I like building cool things that people can benefit from and making mm. this world a better place. And, you know, healthier, happier people is, is good. So I'm just having fun, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, no, no, I, I, I can tell it's, um, it's like, it's missing, um, 
the urgency from emergency, right? From like, I ha- like this has to be done. The, the you know, uh, as an entrepreneur, the the drive can be overwhelming when we're not healthy and intentional. When we're healthy and intentional, everything seems less of an emergency and more mm-hmm. of a life, right? Like we're we're much more in the present. We're enjoying what we're creating. It doesn't seem like it has to be rushed. The processes be even more fun. It's like being in the garage of our life and we're just constantly creating and molding and shaping and having fun with it versus feeling the, this, this false pressure (laughs) that that quite frankly is sparked by a lot of stress, which inadvertently also um, affects our health in, in totality. So um, I actually think it's more, you see more that the fun is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's not this sense of overwhelming pressure of it's got to be this it's i'm just going to be in of my purpose and have fun with it and continue to help in any way that i can so i I, it actually very much emanates so i i completely get you you know and then um where where can people find i mean you know i I, again i I love i love that you're not really promoting the course and i get that but like but where can people find it if they if they wanted to do it um so well instagram is my main place of Mm -hmm. where i as you you know that's where i know you from see your quotes all the time and i think that's how we originally connected but um tim biohacker on instagram Mm -hmm. and there's a link in my bio which tells you more about the meetups the summit the course Mm -hmm. and uh, some supplements brought out biohacker worthy supplements but i'm not again i'm not i'm not up for promoting i'm just yeah putting the best stuff out there really so uh, yeah the course can be there it's also course.healthoptimization.com and it's optimization with an s not a z because we're british and we're awkward (laughs) it's all good you know at all man (laughs) i love it um incredible um and so so everybody listening tim biohacker on insta that's where you'll find everything and they can get to every one of your links every one of you know your website everything in general uh and incredible information too i i, I love uh i loved all the grounding videos <laughs> I, love, I was telling tim before this before we started talking we won't go on a tear or anything but like just um the stories uh when he shares like you know you you i do like the way that you handle people um i do think you you show empathy you show um open discourse and discovery um, you know, cause sometimes you get people who they're, they're only stuck in like, this is the only path. And I love that you're very open to like, well, actually guys, there's a lot of different paths. Let's talk mm-hmm. about these paths and let's have like these conversations. Um, you know, so I really respect you for doing that. I think that's a, it's a very important thing. Thanks mom. Appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, I also want to tell you, um, so this is a journey driven podcast. So I always say to every guest, like you're welcome to come back on anytime, you know, we can, uh, we can obviously pick a wide array of topics, uh, you know, whether it's a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, you know, it's ever evolving. You're ever evolving. We are ever evolving. So, <clears throat> excuse me, anytime you want to, you know, you want to come on and you want to riff a little bit more on any particular subject, or if you're like, you know, if you're sitting back and you're like, you know what, I got to get with Matt on this. I, we got to talk about this. Um, my audience is incredible. They're loyal. They're vast. They're global. Um, they'll probably now hit you up with a million different things. So I apologize <laughs> ahead of time. They're going to probably be on your wall and in your, in your DM, but they're also incredible people and, um, they're very thirsty for, you know, really great information. So, uh, don't be surprised if that happens, but you're welcome back in on any time, man. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, I would like to pose a question to the guys listening actually. Yeah. Is there something you guys want to learn more about? Is mm. there an area of biohacking or health optimization that, <clears throat> you think is important to you that you'd like to hear from 
uh, about it. So we can either do that on a later podcast or I can look at it for my content for Instagram. So if there's something important to you or a loved one you want me to talk about other than worldwide stuff right now, um, just because Instagram locks down on people pretty quickly with that stuff right now. Um, But apart from that, if there's anything you want to hear, then let me know, drop me a DM and happy to stick it in my content strategy. So two things in there. One, everybody listening, um, you can DM Tim. He's very good at getting back to you through there. He's like how I am. You know, we believe in just, you know, helping the community at large. So be sure to do that. And two, you brought up a really good point right now, which is instead of constantly focusing on the worldwide problem, which can get you shut down right away, it's good to focus on the solution, which is, hey, guys, like here's some really great things that you can be doing for yourself right now, which actually keeps you up and running. And that was the other reason because people have asked, like, well, why don't you go all in and this and that? I'm like, I'd much rather be part of the solution for where we're heading than be shut down because I'm contributing to the problem. <laughs> you know, so you bring up a very good point. Mm, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's important. It, like, as all my teams in any of the companies are taught, don't bring me a problem, bring me a problem and a solution mm-hmm. or solutions. And, um, you know, Tim, we've got this thing going on. Okay, what's the solution? Just tell me what you think it is, and then we can select one. Exactly. Uh, it's the same, same in this. Mm. Exactly. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for being on the podcast. For everybody listening, I can't believe it's actually already been almost an hour and 15. It, these things, they go, <laughs> they go. And, and the, I, uh, everybody listening, I really appreciate you guys. You guys listen all the way through. And I'm, <laughs> I'm always so like, you know, I'm not up to Joe Rogan um, three hours yet or anything like that. But, man, uh, you guys listen. You listen. And, and I really appreciate it. And I know, um, you know, thank you guys for listening to Tim. Uh, incredible background, incredible information, incredible human being and soul. So please go follow, go support Tim Biohacker on Instagram. Um, and, you know, or if you can reach out to him. If you've got any questions, you can reach out to me. You guys are incredible. Please keep the feedback coming in. Thank you guys for the five star reviews. I know, you know, <laughs> do they matter? Well, in the world of algorithms and Apple, they do. So I really appreciate it. Whether you do or you don't, I just appreciate you as a listener. So I'm grateful. Um, and you know, we continue to grow. So thank you guys. I couldn't do that without you. Um, for my incredible guest, Tim Gray, for myself, Matt Goddessman and for us all separately, we are out.